Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Brophy Lasso, the quickest and the best, better than the rest podcast for all your Brophy need to know. Where every other week we sit down with some of our Brophy community here at the Rep2 and learn something about them. With that, we give you a recap of last week's highlights and a preview of all the good stuff coming your way. So sit back, relax, and giddy up because you're listening to the Brophy Lasso. Last week, Brophy Golf took second place in the state tournament, but overall an absolutely amazing season by the Brophy Golf team. Winter sports trials were this past week, as well as the Big Brother Little Brother Halloween luncheon, so we hope everyone had a great time there. And now looking forward to this upcoming week, Cross Country has their state championship on Saturday, November 4th at noon at Cave Creek Golf Course. Swimming goes for 30 years of greatness in their state championship today and tomorrow, Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th at Skyline. And finally, the chess team goes for a state championship today and tomorrow as well. Today it is from 3 to 9 and tomorrow it is from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Glendale High School. And now this week on the lasso we sat down with speech and debate captain Nick Kirk. Nick along with many other students competed in a tournament located in Las Vegas this past week and we we're curious how it went down. So without further ado ladies and gentlemen here is Nick Kirk. Welcome back I'm here with Nick Kirk. Nick you are in speech and debate. What do you do in speech and debate? All right, so in speech and debate, I've started out with Lincoln-Douglas debate, which is a kind of like a philosophical, moral questioning of what we ought to do. And I've also taken a, like a little bit of a turn to extemporaneous speaking this past year, which is more of a like impromptu, you get 30 minutes to prepare a seven-minute speech, and it's usually about politics or something going on in the world. Those are my two events. Nice. So how long is the preparation in order to get ready for something such as your tournament last week in Las Vegas? Yeah, so in Las Vegas specifically, it was a a national circuit tournament, so it was a little bit more advanced than what you would see in Arizona. So we went into that tournament, I went into that tournament with uh, about two affirmative cases and about like four or five negative strategies. And to write one of those, I mean, it depends on if we have like evidence cut or anything like really prepared. I mean, I've spent three or four hours on a case, like one case at a time, and I've spent 30 minutes on a case. It just depends on what we have cut and whether it's hard to find the evidence we need or easy to find it. Hmm. So what are your sources usually for the evidence, and how long is like your papers in order to prepare? Yeah, so we, we sometimes use news articles from like Politico or Newsweek or any of the other like credible sources. We don't really use like Breitbart or Fox or anything. Um, or like academic journals we have a lot of like research from academic places i mean like i think a couple days ago i I cut something from georgetown about like ngos and and developmental aid um what was the other question how long is your research usually like the papers um i mean we don't cut the entirety of the papers we'll cut specific sections that we need to make our arguments so i mean a piece of evidence for debate isn't more than like, I'll say, six to seven paragraphs. Mm. But we don't use all of it. Like we pick specific sections out of that to just so yeah, like it gets shortened down to maybe like four or five sentences at like average. Mm. Awesome. Speaking of your tournament in Las Vegas, how'd you do? I went three three, and I should have went four two. Like I'm kind of <laughs> mad. I'm kind of mad. Uh, judge wouldn't vote on me. Someone. It's not a really janky argument. But uh, I went three three, and that's because. 
like like uh, still a decent showing at my first national circuit tournament, but a lot of the LD circuit on the national level has changed into like a more of a policy type of debate. And so the debate that Brophy is usually traditionally good at, especially in state, was not like effective on the national circuit level because mm. it's changed so dramatically in the past couple of years. Interesting. So how is judging done for a tournament such as Las Vegas? Uh, so there's this website called Tab Room, and all the judges they write down their like their reasons for why they voted a, a single way on that website, and we can like see the feedback that they give us, but. In round, I mean, it comes down to this thing called the flow, which is like where we put all where they put all the arguments down, uh, and just comes down to who has more offense at the end of the round. And a lot of the time, in state, uh, presentation and ethos can make a big difference. If you're like a really confident speaker, that could help, even if you're a terrible debater. Um, so yeah, it's really subjective. It can be frustrating at times, but nothing you can really do about it. That's part of the game. <laughs> Um, so you do Lincoln-Douglas arguments, is that correct? Lincoln-Douglas, yeah. And what was the other one? Extemporaneous speaking. So how did you do, were you better with Lincoln-Douglas or better with the other one? So I didn't do extemp in Las Vegas. Uh, LD is my first tournament, so, or LD is my first event. So I'm, like, I'm obviously better at that because I focus more on it. But I've only done one tournament with extemp. I went 2-4-4, which means I got second speaker, fourth speaker, fourth speaker, which wasn't bad for like my first time doing extemp. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm planning to do it at Mountain View in like two weeks, I think. But yeah, so LD is my first my first event. I'm the captain for it, so that's like the one I'm better at. Okay. So are you gonna look to do extent more looking forward instead of Lincoln Douglas? Uh, I'm gonna like still focus on LD. That's like my main. That's like my baby. But <laughs> uh, uh, extent, yeah, I'm gonna focus on that a little bit more. Uh, try to get more practice in because uh, Chris and Miss Clark think that I'll be really good at it for some reason. So I just I'll just trust them for that. Nice. Which one do you think is harder? Starting off with, if you're a beginner for speech and debate. Starting off, hmm, that's a good question. I think extemp is a lot more upfront, like really pressure, like a lot of pressure, because you have 30 minutes to memorize a seven minute speech. Like it, it's a lot of pressure, even if you're an experienced person. Is that 30 minutes right before the event? Yeah. Oh wow! So, so do they give it there to you right when you get there? Yeah, you don't. Wow. You, you don't get the topic until the thirty minutes start. Oh. So it's a it's a lot of pressure. But LD is is a lot more technical in in the sense that there's there's like a lot of things that you need to know up hand, like up front to be good at it. Mm. Uh, even if you're a good debater, like if you don't understand the technical parts of it, it you can you could lose rounds just because of that. So I mean, they both have their own nuances to them that make it hard. So LD is more preparation beforehand, and exempt is right there, right before? Yeah, exactly. So LD, you need to be prepared going in, and extemp is more like, how can you adapt? How can you memorize mm. a seven-minute speech in 30 minutes? What's the pressure like for exempt? For exempt? Um, I've... So the the goal is to have at least eight minutes in your 30 minutes to, to ha like practice your speech like at least once in your head. I've gotten to, like, my first tournament, there was a, a round where I had, like, literally three minutes left, and I was, like, trying to memorize the entirety of my speech after I had spent so much time looking for evidence and articles. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of the time, it's just getting up, in, uh, getting up in the round and just, like, making your way through, just faking it till you make it. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of people do that, and so it's, yeah, it can be hard to get under, to get through that, to wow. get through the pressure. So you you receive what you're going to debate about, you have your computer there, you start researching right away, and then you memorize what you've researched? Exactly, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Do people like to debate about LD or exempt more? I think extemp is unpopular because of the pressure, 
And I think LD is really popular because of the whole philosophical aspect to it. It's the mm. only debate or debate or speech event that actually offers that. Whereas extemp, a lot of people a aren't are interested in politics, and second, they don't like they don't like that thirty minute pressure on them. Whereas with LD, you can talk about stuff that people generally have an interest in and generally think is is good to know about. So, for example, the LD team is like completely full right now. Like we have. In fact, we have we have two extra people who can't like debate at tournaments because we have so many kids because we can only send six at a time. Whereas in Extemp, we are pretty much. I mean, we have some we have some really good kids like Blaze, Billy Schaefer, and Zach Linhart are really good at it. Uh, we have some really good novices who are coming up, but it's like it's not like it's people are jam packed and trying to do Extemp. What was your least favorite topic to debate about this past weekend? My least favorite topic. Um, least favorite topic like least favorite case is someone yeah ran? okay um someone ran a critique that was really dumb <laughs> um it was about like how the affirmative case i was affirmative they were negative and they were saying i i used a, a philosophy a philosophy called util utilitarianism which is about like the it's like a general what what does the most good it's like a like an impact like a calculus it's really easy to think about but um this kid ran a critique, which is like, it criticizes the underpinnings of, of what the affirmative is saying. And he basically said, oh, util allows for the exclusion of queer voices in our, in our society. And it's like, it's like, no, it doesn't. Cause you have one, you have no warrant. And second, like, this is completely irrelevant to the topic. So I went even jankier than that. I ran in the, in the next speech, I ran a ballot K, which is like critiquing the critique. <laughs> so I don't think the judge really liked that. And it's, um, it was just an odd round. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, cause I don't think the judge understood the ballot K. I don't think he understood the ballot K. I don't think I understood the ballot K. It was just, it was a bad round. Confusion all right. <laughs> yeah. Are the topics that are chosen to debate about relating to our world today? Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Last, we had national service, which is, like, it can be interpreted as a military draft or as, like, community mm. service. That was the last topic. Now we're switching to developmental aid, uh, wealthy nations giving developmental aid to other nations. So, yeah, it has a lot to do with a lot of policy and politics, but it's not about, like, solving those problems. It's about, ought we do it? Or, like, do we have a moral obligation to do it? Mm. What do you think is a topic that people are afraid of debating going in? Afraid of debating? Um, or like, is there something, is there a case that you receive and you're just like, I'm not going to prepare for that. I'm going to prepare for the other two and win those for sure. And cause this one's just out of my world. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people will like on the negative, especially a lot of people will run a bunch of stuff because the negative has seven minutes and the affirmative only has four minutes to respond to all that. So it can be a real burden if the negative like layers the debate and adds a lot of stuff. Mm. So I personally hate going against counter plans which is where the affirmative will advocate for a world and the negative will say, no, that sucks, advocate for this world. And a lot of the times in Arizona, uh, we, they just vote for counterplans. Like they don't listen to the arguments against it. And so it's really biased for the negative because they get so much extra time to like advocate for that but also like destroy my case. So it's really hard to actually like defend everything and then also to like attack their case when they also have this disad where it's saying my case leads to extinction or whatever. And then they also have a critique where it's like my case is leading to like homophobia, like for example. And so it's, just, it's really hard to go against the counter plan when there's so much other stuff to do as well. Mm. All right. Well, if there's anybody out there interested in speech and debate, how can get they get involved in? What would you recommend for them? 
Um, so go talk to Miss Clark and Brophy Hall. She'll she'd be happy to have another novice to to join the team. Um, I'd recommend doing speech, honestly, because the debate is so full right now with both novice and varsity. And I know that debate can be really intimidating for a lot of kids, but speech is really uh is really like it's more individual. It's not like you're going against other people who might be smarter than you or whatever that might lead to your nervousness. It's about it's like it's it's all in your hands when you do speech. And it can be fun to like do a play or like like a, a, a interpretation of like a play, or it could be fun to give an informative about a topic that you care about or an oratory about a personal experience you've had. And so speech allows for kids to really take into control the experience that they have at with speech and debate rather than have to debate other people and be worried about oh did I lose or did I win. So yeah, uh, I talked to Miss Clark or any of the captains. Uh, she could give you those names if you'd like, or you could talk to me. I could give you names. But yeah, so it, it's really. Like, if you want to join the team, it's not really high stakes. I mean, we'll, we'll welcome you in, and then it's up to you to whether you want to keep doing it or not. Awesome. And awesome it is. Big thank you to Nick Kirk for sitting down with us, and best of luck to Speech and Bait on the rest of the year. We highly recommend that you all go out and support cross-country, chess, and go to the swim meet. And we'll see you next time to hear who gets roped into the lasso.